Hello everybody and welcome back to Behold the Roll. As always, I am the, I don't know, lowly narrator of this story. I'm Jesse and I am joined by Jim Gledhill. Hello, I am the lowly Silas Leodore of this podcast. As well as Joe Pinkham. <laughs> I am the perpetually ex- non-existent Joe. Oh, just Joe? We don't even have Wolf. All right, that sucks. This is going to be an interesting twist in my plans. I'm going to have to figure out how to get Joe in here. But last but not least, exactly. Hello, everybody. This is Lorkin Brightstrike, the lowly Lorkin Brightstrike. Yeah, old lowly Lorkin. Lowly Lorkin. But yeah, it's been a it's been a hot minute since we've recorded, guys. We went through a lot of fucking internet issues. It's been it's been a hot minute. So, since it's been a hot minute, who wants a recap? Joe does. Joe does. Joe does. <laughs> All right. So if you guys can uh, log out, I'm gonna <laughs> give. J- yeah. I'm gonna use the bathroom while you're doing this recap. I'll be right back. Yeah, sounds about right. Me. It was a joke. Jack is Zach is part of the bit. Oh yeah, dude. I'm gonna go pee too. Yeah. Yeah. Fl- hilarious, man. Really funny. After you <laughs> all out the bit. <laughs> fucking hilarious when we last saw our adventurers the three of you alongside Johnny Flame Sidroya Mastica and the boat captain finally arrived safely on the island of Magella once there you were met by some guards of Evermore that were sent out to make sure that you were okay and made it to Magella when you didn't contact the divine within a few days You were rewarded handsomely for getting Sidroy there safely and for presumably getting Lorcan's mother, Delara, to help with the king. However, you were informed there was going to be a broadcast that night and were instructed to stay there until the broadcast was cast. That's really good writing. Whoever wrote that did super, super well, man. I like that that a lot. And you were instructed to stay there until the broadcast aired. In the meantime, you headed to find Lorcan's mom, but before you made it, you met a sketchy salesman named Scratch, who sold you many things, the least of which were drugs. From there, you met not only Delara, but Alden, Lorcan's father and mother. After a brief family reunion and catching them up, you all did a little shopping and then went to the broadcast where you learned three important things. A that a leader had been crowned to make the biggest decisions amongst the square, a figure known anonymously as the Monarch. The Monarch then spoke in a disguised voice and told the second two important facts. B, that the champions had yet to return to Omersia, and C, that the champions would be replaced by interim champions until their return. From there, you all went back to Lorcan's family, Lorcan's family's island home, where Wolf went to work bonding his cursed opportunistic sword to himself, while Lorcan and Silas planned a prank on Wolf. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how convenient. After successfully getting Wolf to open the door, he was drenched by a carefully placed bucket of water. Before anyone could laugh too much, Johnny Flame came with a messenger pigeon sent for Wolf. It was a note. <laughs> It was a hologram note, and the note was from Sharax, and it simply said, Wolf, I'm so sorry, but they killed him. Mentor is dead. 
And that's where we are now with the two of you standing in front of a soaking wet wolf after just hearing this message uh, portrayed out to you guys. Oh, so, the, so we did hear the message. Like, it's not... He has yeah, it was like a little hologrammy thing. So you guys got okay. to hear Shirax. Oh, shit. I like to imagine that the bucket just, like, on Wolf's head. Like, he can't see anything. He just... <laughs> He's yeah, you like push. You pushed the bucket up so that you could like see the hologram. Wolf kind of, kind of just pushes the bucket up and just kind of like tosses it, tosses it off his head. Um, he, he doesn't really say too much. He just kind of, he, he you know, he's kind of soaks it in. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my gosh! You know what? That was that wasn't intentional. Yeah, that was not intentional. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, um, he uh, he sits there and soaks it in. Yep, and you know he'll just kind of ask, "Well, what what does this mean?" Like he's a little bit in shock, but it's, it's, I want to like it. reach into my breast pocket and I want to see if I I want to like kind of grab like a a cloth or a hanky and just kind of hand it to him. <laughs> um, I I need to make a correction yep. in the. In the uh, recap, I said that it was a messenger pigeon. It was a messenger raven because mm-hmm. all of the pigeons have been extinguished by the bright strikes. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Sorry. The raven actually sits on your shoulder as you're asking questions and kind of looks at you expectantly. Me? Yeah. It, it's definitely just a bird, but it like kind of holds its like talons out looking for a tip. Well, don't don't be rude, sir. Girl. <laughs> Come on, the tip, tip him for a job well done. <laughs> Messages aren't free. Yeah. Uh, Wolf just kind of puts, like, takes his own of his fingers, just kind of like pets, pets the raven's head. Um, uh, make a dexterity saving throw. Dexterity saving. Oh throw. fuck! I don't have my dice. <laughs> <laughs> I never remember that I need dice for this podcast. Well, don't worry about it, because I rolled a nat twenty. So Wolf, you go to pet this. Um, you go to pet the raven, uh, and it tries to peck at your finger, but you move your finger away like just in time, and it looks at you. And obviously, it doesn't speak because it's a raven, but you can see it like nods at you, like touche, and then it flies out the window. I need, I need more. I need more information than this. Well, you better hope it's not coming from a bird because they know that you're not paying. Yeah, you see uh, the raven outside telling some other ravens, and you see them just give you the stink eye through the window. (laughs) I'm real sorry that Silas got you wet, Wolf. Yeah, I I am sorry, sir. Do you think it's something we should go to the monastery now? I... No, I, I don't... I don't think... That now would be the appropriate time. I set off with a goal. I set off with a purpose that I had agreed upon with this man and to go before I complete my journey would be to bring disgrace upon the oath and to him. So with what I know now, no, I don't think it's appropriate. Kind of sounds like a tough place to be at. It is, but there's too many unknowns to go marching headlong back. You see, uh, for the first time, like since you've known him, 
Johnny Flame actually gets kind of like a serious look on his face and like rubs <laughs> his eyes a little bit because he was sleeping when the Raven woke him up. And um, he just kind of gives you like a pat on the shoulder, Wolf. And he's like, don't worry, man. Chirax. Chirax has got feet on the ground. We'll figure this out. If she knows if she knows Mentor is dead, that means she's already looking into it. So we'll we'll figure this out, kid. Why why was that message so vague, so short? Are it's all just, of her messages so cryptic? Do can you well, remind me who who sent the message? Did it did it say or was it like anonymous? Shirax did. Shirax did. Shirax, okay. yep. Okay. That's just the nature of the type of message. Those things will only record for so long, especially with limited arcane and stuff like that. You know, the data out here in the in the hills, we don't get very good service, so not a lot of towers out here. Uh, but no, you do know, Wolf, the uh, the like hologram messages and stuff like that are like very fancy and like new arcane technology. Um, yeah. So they're not. It's basically it's almost like the um, message or sending. I can't remember which one can trip where you can only do like so many uh, like characters. You can only say so many words. Right. Um so, so yeah, it's not like she was purposely leaving you in the dark or anything. Right. Well, yeah, but aside from the, the initial bit of shock, uh, Wolf doesn't really show much in the way of emotion besides what was shown already. Yeah. Johnny kind of picks up on this and um, he takes the... <laughs> little tissue or towel or whatever Lorcan tried to give you and like dabs at your forehead a little <laughs> bit. Um, everybody give me a perception check. Nat 20. Jesus. 22. I God. can't tell if that even that's cocked. <laughs> it's, a, it's a what? <laughs> I got, I got a six. Okay. So Wolf, you're definitely distracted, but, um, Jim and or Silas and Lorkin, you both hear this. Um, Lorkin, you hear the sound of footsteps sounding very sneaky, um, but you hear them dead on. And Silas, you hear uh, and you can hear them like above you because Wolf went down to the basement or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And Silas with a nat 20, you hear them walking like very slow and methodically, like very stealthily. And then you hear the creaking of a door open and you can tell for a fact that um, it was the door where you and um, Silas were just, nope, where you and Lorcan were just trying to go to sleep in. You know, it's the room you guys were staying in. It's like somebody's going into that room. Correct. Going into or coming out of. Uh, Guys, I think there's something weird going on. Um... Did Lorcan hear that as well? Yes. Uh, He didn't hear the door, but he heard the footsteps. We don't have any idea who it is, I'm assuming. I'll run upstairs. Okay. So you run upstairs? Mm Mm-hmm. You run upstairs, and you see down the hallway, the room that you guys are staying in is cracked open slightly. Okay. Um, Can I peek in? Yeah, for sure. Without opening it? Yep. Give me a... uh, you have dark vision, right? Yep. Yeah, uh, actually, no, I don't think half elves do. 
I thought you did, because I thought yeah, Wolf I thought was did. the only... Oh, yeah, you might be right. Yeah, dark vision. Yep. Okay, dope. Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, 15. 15? Um, you look in the room and you don't see anybody. You don't see any um, immediate, like, from what you can see through the crack, you don't see anybody there. Okay, does it look like... Do I? And see you don't the... hear anything either with your... Um... Do I see, like, anything like out of place or like is there a window left open that somebody might have snuck out the window or you don't see anything like that uh you literally you see the room basically how you guys left it you guys left it in kind of a hurry so it looks like it's pretty much in the same the same vein as that okay. um so just just to refresh my memory this house uh Lorcan's parents are also there right correct um and Silas, did you did you verbally say out loud that what you heard? Um, no, I guess I probably didn't. I ran upstairs. Okay. Well, I said I just heard something and then ran upstairs. Um, in that case, I uh, Wolf will use Tamaturgy to make his voice like three times louder, and I don't remember Lorcan's parents' names. What were they? Delora and Alden. Um, so after he like amplifies his voice, he'll just say, um, Delora and Alden, there might be someone in this house. Come to us. And that's it. Okay. Um, so yeah, you hear this, like, you hear Wolf's voice just boom or whatever. <laughs> um, and there's a little bit of a pause. And Silas, you do hear from within that room, you hear like a little bit of a like scuffling almost. I, uh, I want to run upstairs um, after Silas, and I kind of just want to, like, charge into the room with my wand drawn. Okay. So you charge into the room. Make a um, dexterity saving throw. Nat 20. Nat 20. So Damn. you charge into the room, and simultaneously as you do, um, from, like, the opposite side of the hallway... Uh, you hear the door open, and you know this to be your parents' room. And Dolores steps out in her like nightgown or whatever, because she's like had just heard Wolf, and she's like, "Oh my God, what what's going on?" And as you open the door, um, you like rush in, and you rush in too fast, and uh, you rush directly past a bucket of water that falls off the door, and oh, Alden's standing oh, in the room, and he's like, "Boy, I was getting a little worried there, you guys." <laughs> You guys were doing all kinds of yelling. I was just trying to play a little prank on my boy. Good one. That's a good one. We uh, we got Wolf at the Wait. right time. I, I know. I watched you guys go out. I, I saw you guys creeping downstairs and boiling a bucket of water, and I knew the old boiling water trick. And you look at the floor, and you see the water he tried to dump on you is just, like, boiling on the wooden floor. Yeah, he waited so long, it didn't even burn him. He didn't even get a bit. Did it at least splash you? Did you get a burn on your ankle or anything? No, no burns whatsoever. Lukewarm water. What a waste. What a waste. I'm sorry, Lorcan. I don't get to see you very often, and I've disappointed you. Couldn't even pull the old bucket of water trick. You know, you can't get much over on a bright strike. Am I right? You can't get much over on a bright strike. Um. Your mother looks very upset and walks back into her room. 
Uh. <laughs> well, good luck with that, Dad. Yeah. Anyway, I guess I should go to bed. Um, can you please no more hollering in the house? But I appreciate you trying to warn us. Yeah, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> Always the spooked one, aren't you? Oh uh, yeah. <clears throat> inconsiderate people these days <laughs> you should have seen him we went to this cave this one time and he spoke nothing of like ghosts and stuff like that it was ridiculous oh uh, sounds like you're a little paranoid <laughs> anyway i'm going to bed good night <laughs> and he goes to bed so yeah you guys want to do you guys want to do anything before turning in for the night i've done all i can do all right, so you guys go to bed, and um, you wake up in the morning, have a very uneventful night, and um, yeah, you guys get with Delora and Alden, and um, they wake you guys up nice and early, and they're like, uh, Delora's like, okay, guys, if, if you're coming back with us, we, we got to get ready to board. The ship's leaving pretty soon. Oh, yeah, yeah, we should probably get going. Hell yeah. And so, um, so yeah, you guys follow Alden and Delora down to the, the landing strip, but yeah, they bring you down to the landing strip and you see waiting. There is a boat, um, similar to the one that you took there. It's not the exact same boat, um, but it is similar and it's like a evermore boat. And, um, you guys actually have the same captain and he sees you guys approaching and he goes, Oh, are, are you the passengers on the way back? We sure are, sir. It's nice to see you. Oh no. I just wanted a nice normal trip back to evermore. And he just dejectively walks back onto the boat and goes into the captain's quarter. Um, but yeah, you guys get on and the boat takes off and you guys take off and leave Magella behind and Lorcan, you take one more look over your shoulder at the, the school that could have been, if you would have been like the other bright strikes, you know, but yeah, (laughs) and it slowly disappears. And after a little while, you make it to Evermore safe and sound, much to your relief and the captain. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, you guys get on the like landing strip there or whatever. And the captain breathes a deep sigh of relief and he goes, oh, thank, thank you. Thank you. Whatever <laughs> Lord is up there. Thank you. And immediately just runs away. <laughs> and um, and yeah, so Johnny Flame kind of like straight straightens himself up and whatnot and he's like all right guys i got i got a lot that i gotta report back to Chirax, and i can i can accompany uh mrs Brightstrike here to the the kingdom and get it get her all set up with the, the divine um it'll probably i think usually protocol is about an hour for our debrief so if you guys have anything that you want to do around town or whatnot um you guys can Come back and meet meet up with me at the kingdom. Does that sound okay? You could tell Johnny Flame's actually kind of like he's acting differently. He's a little bit shaken up after hearing that message that Wolf got last night. Let let me go with you. I need to speak 
with both Norexidor and Charex. So if it's not too yeah. much trouble, I'd like some company. That's fine. I can't promise they'll be immediately available, but like you can definitely definitely come by and we can we can see if they can step out for a minute. But I know she'll have more answers for you later on too once we once we finish our debriefing. But yeah, you you come down with me. That's fine. Um, Wolf will go with Johnny for him. Okay. And uh, Alden actually turns to you, Lorcan, and he's like, "Oh, actually, if if you have a couple of minutes, I actually have a few things for you back at the house. If you wanna, if you if you wanna swing by the old place for old times' sakes, I promise there's no buckets of water on the door." And he winks at you. Pinky swear, and I hold my uh, I hold my hand up. <laughs> Pinky swear and uh give me a perception check. Ooh. Uh ten. Ten, okay. So yeah, he pinky swears. Oh good. <laughs> um, well, I was gonna go see Choblin, but you know what? Let's go do that first. Let's go, well, uh, let's I go figure, to the house. I figure if you if we um do that real quick, it'll only take like 15 minutes or so. And I figured if your friends had anything they wanted to do, then, you know, in a, in a meta world, you guys would still have like 30 minutes to do something all together. If you wanted to cash in any phantom tokens or whatever you wanted to do. <laughs> yeah. But Choblin likes staying open late. It's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Old Choblin does like to burn the midnight oil. I haven't played backgammon with him in a hot minute. No, last time we played some checkers, and it, it was a good time. Lorcan, remind me the rules of backgammon. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you hit the ball with the stick, I think, right through the little shoot thingies. I think that's that croquet, right but no, I believe oh, that's yeah. croquet. <laughs> well, I guess I'm list. not sure about backgammon. Silas, you're going to be okay for a few minutes if we if we step off, right? Yeah, uh, it's it's actually been a while since I've been able to be in Evermore by myself. So I think I might just check out a few places. Well, and and you won't be alone. You got that delicious smelling little owl with you. Absolutely. And Danny pokes her head out and she's like, hoo hoo. Oh yeah, I let out I let Danny out and uh kind of hoot along beside me. She Alden looks takes awfully a, thirsty. Alden takes a deep, deep smith sniff and he's like hmm. That's a good smelling creature right there. Yeah, I've got it really is. I also take a sniff. I put Danny away before Lorcan gets a sniff. <laughs> All right. So yeah, you guys um you guys split off. And first, let's go ahead and do does um anybody specific want to go first? Mm-mm. Not necessarily. No. Okay. Let's go ahead and go with Jim. Silas. All right. me yeah what would you like to do with your little bit of downtime or you Uh, can forego it i just figured i'd give you guys a little bit of um if if uh alden's message wasn't blunt enough i figured i'd give you guys like half your time to do something on your own and then you guys can meet up and do your little uh mesro thing and then that would give you guys time to then go and check in with shirax and the divine hell yeah so, um, yeah, Silas is just walking along the streets, kind of taking it all back in because, you know, before he was all worried about people seeing him and um, hasn't had a chance to really enjoy 
being in Evermore again. Um, so I want to go check out um, my parents' old house or go to um, my mom's um, old um, store slash shop. Yeah, for sure. I don't know if they were kind of, if she sold stuff, you know, kind of like outside of her house, if they're in the same area or. Um, well, you tell me, cause I know we had talked a couple, a couple of ideas. So like it's feasible. She could have a shop similar to like Choblin's or we, I know we had talked about her having like a um, shed where she did all of her. Yeah. I, I like the idea of something on the same kind of like property area. Like, yeah. So maybe I'm like into that. Down- either a shed or like the downstairs is a shop upstairs is where, you know, we slept, things like that. Yeah. I kind of, let, let's, um, let's say that, cause I have a little bit of an idea. So <laughs> let's say that it's like the house and then, um, around back is where she had her like, um, shed where she would do like workings and stuff like that in there. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So I, I pulled Danny back out now that there's no, um, owlbear sniffers around. Yeah, she, she kind of shivers a little bit, but she goes, who? <laughs> yeah, Danny, this, this is this is where I used to live. Uh, does does it look abandoned or like, is there? Is oh, are, you, are you there already? Oh, I assumed I was, yeah. I, I thought you meant Danny. I'm like, I hope not. <laughs> are there lights in her eyes or it's just dead eyes? Um, so you actually approach this house or whatever and you haven't seen this in years mm-hmm. um and as you approach you can see that it is not abandoned it looks like people have still been living in there the like grass is cut and things like that um the mailbox out front doesn't have any uh, mail sticking out of it or anything like that um okay. give me a perception check 17 17 um you could tell that it looks like nobody's really home right now all the lights are off and um you don't hear anything it seems like um this part of the neighborhood that you guys lived in was definitely more like quote-unquote like ritzy um but in evermore most of the people people don't really stay in their houses during the day so you guys are here in like the mid-afternoon um so people are probably out at work or out attending parties or that kind of dealio um Um yeah, I'll go, I'll kind of sneak around the back of the house where I know my my mom's kind of workshop was. Yeah, for sure. Um, so you sneak around back and you see this little shed that your mom used to work out of. Um, and it's like the signs come down off of it, like they've taken the sign down and they maybe like, uh, you could tell it looks like they actually had taken the sign down and started painting the shed, like repainting it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just stopped like halfway through for some reason. And it seems kind of like odd to you, but um, we'll keep your 17 perception check with your perception check. Um, you see that on the door is an arcane lock and um, you can kind of put two and two together that they didn't want to just like break down this mm-hmm. um, shed apparently, but um, maybe they couldn't get into it and therefore they kind of gave up on re-renovating it. So. Okay. And do I, like, have I ever been, like, is this something that my mom kept secret? Like, have I been in this, like, shop before? Like, would I know where, where she would have kept the key? Um, I think that you, you tell me what you think, but I think you weren't allowed in the shop, like, yeah. when your mom wasn't in there. But give me a history check, and we'll see 
if Silas ever snuck in or anything. Eleven? Eleven? Um, so you... You kind of have this little bit of a flashback to when you were a kid. And you always used to, like, sit outside with your mom or whatever while she was doing sales. I, I almost picture it almost yard sale-ish where she would, like, sit outside of her shop when she's not specifically working on stuff and, like, talk to people as they walk by and, like, maybe try to draw in customers and stuff like that. Um, and maybe you're sitting out there with her, like, running a little lemonade stand or something. And, um, but you have these, like, memories of every time that she would lock up or every time she would go out um she would have you go back inside and you always thought it was weird but they had always said that like her shop's dangerous or whatever and they didn't want you in there um but you remember that it is not like a key lock or anything like that um that the lock itself it's like arcane and stuff like that so it's not done by like a key or a pin pad specifically and as you're thinking of that, you like look at this pin pad or whatever, and you see that it actually has like some like old stains on it and stuff like that. But it doesn't look, um, what's the word? It doesn't look like it's like a number generated thing or anything. It doesn't even look like anything. There's just like a black square where there would be like a keyhole or something like that or if it was like numbers or something that would light up that's where it should be but there's okay. nothing there but like a bunch of just like old stains and stuff okay um hmm. okay is there is there like a gap under the door like can i peek can i see inside to see if it's just completely dark or anything or like yeah for sure give me a perception check okay. actually uh investigation sorry Eighteen? Yep. Perfect. So you look under, um, and you can see that it there's um, like a little bit of light coming through, and you can see in the dark anyways. Um, but it looks pretty much untouched. It looks like you remember it looking when you used to like see the doors open and stuff like that, because it wasn't like she had tarps and shit over it. Um, okay. Like, so you could see that. And with your investigation check, um, you also notice one more thing. And that is that the stains on this little, like, lock, um, mm -hmm. they look almost like blood. Blood? Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I would like to, um, pull out, uh, the doctor medical-grade gloves that I used at Mesro's, put yep. those on, and I want to keep looking underneath the door, and I want to misty-step inside. Okay. Hell just yeah. as I need to be able to see an unoccupied space that you can mm -hmm. see. No, so. hell yeah. Yep, so you, you do that. I don't and know I, why you put the gloves on, but <laughs> I don't I don't want to um I don't want to make it seem like I've been here, so like um I'm trying to be as careful as possible, not touch anything, um, unless I absolutely need to. So I gotcha, I gotcha. If that makes sense. No, for sure. For sure. Um yeah, so I mean, it looks the exact same um, as. Yeah, does it look so like I mean, a struggle I struggle or anything like what? No. No, inside it look it looks exactly the same. Um, you see that there's like old strips of leather and stuff on the wall from where she would like 
used for her workings and stuff like that where she put together because I think we had talked like she helped assemble like armor and stuff like that because mm-hmm. she was like an old um, adventurer so she did a lot of like scrap workings and stuff she was basically like your modern day kind of what Zach's mom does where like she just makes stuff for people and almost like customizes it but more like weaponry and armor and shit like that mm-hmm. um, but yeah like all that's like hanging on the wall and stuff like that um you see that she's got like a couple of old like just really rusty looking like swords and stuff like that up on the wall that maybe were like her adventuring gear from when she was young or whatever um and but yeah it doesn't really it strikes you as kind of weird for a minute that they would never like let you in here um but after a few minutes of walking around, you actually feel one of the floorboards seem like it's kind of, like, giving in a little bit. Like, the floorboard's kind of flexing a little bit. Okay, can I, like, like pull on it or push on it? Like, does it pull on? Yeah. yeah, so that's actually going to be part of your 18 investigation. So, as you pull up on this, um, you see that it's a, like, tiny little trap door. Mm-hmm. And as you open this... Um, it looks like, and obviously this place hasn't been used for a while, so a bunch of like bugs and spiders and stuff go scattering. Um, but you see a slip of paper that is in this um, little cubby thing, and that's all that you see is this little slip of paper. Okay. Um, but yeah, you find this little like folded up piece of paper. Um, I thought about just not reading it and put it in my pocket, but... In case I want to just put it back, I'll I'll, I'll take a look at it. Yeah. So you open this, and it is a map of Omersia. Um, And it is, like, very crudely hand-drawn. But you see that on here is a couple of things. You see where the mountain of the summit is, like, far west in Omersia, kind of above... Hog's feet, you see that um, the summit, which is the mountain that the summit is named after, um, you see the mountain itself is circled. Okay. You also see that Mount Goliath, which is the um, big mountain up in the Icelands, mm-hmm. um, that's the largest mountain in Omersia, is circled with. Um, three question marks drawn next to it. Okay. And then you see um, underneath Rockport, there is a, like, notorious it's a um, whirlpool that's kind of in um, the water outside of it's in between, like, two islands. There's a whirlpool that's like in between, like, an uninhabited island and uh, Magella, kind of, so it's, like, in that area. Mm-hmm. And you see that that's circled with an X through it. Circled with an X. Okay. Um, I will slip it into my bag and put the put everything kind of back the same way as it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, could I... <laughs> I'm going to break my own rule already. Could I okay. maybe grab something, like, off... I mean, they haven't locked, so they haven't been in here, clearly. Could I grab something off the wall, like, of my mother's, like, maybe just one of her old, you know, like, 
tanning like leather armors that she made just to like have the, as a keepsake from her. Yeah, for sure. You actually grab a piece of that, like, just like a strip of, it's like really nice leather too. Like, obviously your mother worked in like very, very good um, equipment and stuff like that. And the strip that you take off, what color do you want it to be? Ooh, uh, let's go with red. Red? It's it's almost like, it, it looks like she was starting to make like a belt. So it's pretty much fully functioning. It's it, like kind of, you know, not entirely there yet but you could definitely if you spent like a day you could like finish making this belt and actually like just wear it as kind of like a you know yeah. memorial to your mother Hell yeah, I think I'd love to do I don't that. know why I say that as if she's dead but <laughs> yeah are you trying to tell me something DM anyway let's uh... <laughs> um, one last thing could I just yeah. do um, I, I would, I'll probably have to misty step back through the door Mm-hmm. Um, can I figure out like how old does the blood look that's on the door? Like, does it look like it's been there for like a long? Time? It looks very old. Very old. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so this is kind of a clarifying question, but is is that blood on the inside or the outside of the door? Oh yeah. It's on the lock. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Oh. Okay. And this wasn't here like when I like when we lived here. Like Not that you remember with an 11. Okay. Okay. Um, I'd really like to break into these people's houses and go check out my old room, but, you know, I You're welcome the, to. I promised the princess I would be on my best behavior, so I think... You can I, actually see your uh, old room. The, the shade is, like, tucked just a little bit. Um... <laughs> And you can see that the, like, wall's been painted a different color. So clearly they've, like, done some re-renovating of your room up there. It's, that's the old me. That's not the new me. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll walk towards, back towards Mezros, I guess. I... <sighs> so we'll just say for, um, we'll just say to make this easier, you guys agreed to meet at Mezros in, like, half yeah. an hour? Yep. Um, sweet. Let's go to... Uh, Mr. Wolf Donfire. So, Wolf, you are walking with um, Johnny Flame, and you're walking towards the kingdom or whatever. And I'm assuming it's kind of like quiet and awkward, and Johnny Flame doesn't really know what to say, and he's just kind of awkwardly <laughs> <laughs> just whistling <laughs> as you guys are walking. Yeah, we're accompanying. Uh... Delera as well, right? Oh yeah, good call. So it's even more awkward because like she's just kind of like walking and she actually looks over at you and she's like, Are you okay? You seem you seem a little downtrodden. No, I I am fine. Are you I sure? Appreciate, I appreciate the concern. Um, give me a perception check. Uh, 23. 23? Um, so you guys are walking. At first, you're walking through kind of the busy part of Evermore. Um, but eventually, you get to the part that's definitely has less foot traffic because you're heading towards the kingdom. Um, and you guys are on this, like, big straight path. And, like, there's definitely some houses and stuff like that here and there. And you hear something at first. And it, like, kind of peeks your ears up. And then... 
um, after a, another second, you hear a very familiar sound and you hear the loud whistle that you heard when you were on your way to Evermore in your like very first trek. You hear that loud, like continuous whistle that uh, kind of followed you guys almost for a little bit. Uh, what direction is it coming from? It's coming from, so Evermore is like that. So it's coming north almost, which would be the like exit of Evermore. So where the like gate is that you guys originally came through, that's kind of the direction that it's coming from. And you got like, you said you got like a 22? Three, 23. 23. Um, You actually see, because you're in a little bit of a woodsy area that Mm -hmm. up ahead of you, probably like uh, 20 feet or so sticking out of like a opening in a tree, like a little squirrel hole. Mm -hmm. Um, You see one of those totems sticking out of the tree that you've seen before. Odd. Uh, Is it all right on the path we're taking? Yep. Wolf, as as they walk by, Wolf will just take it. Okay. So you're going to pick it up? Yeah. Okay, as you pick it up, a green smoke emits from it. And this is the first time that you've ever had one emit green smoke. Both of the other ones that you've seen, because you were a part of the first one, have been red smoke. Um, But as this green smoke kind of like wraps itself around you, um, you hear both Delora and Johnny Flame go, Wolf? Wolf, what is that? And then their voices kind of fade out and you are transported into one of these visions that you've seen before. Um, Except in this vision, you are having trouble seeing. Like everything seems very blurry and you can just see little flashes and you're breathing very heavily. And um, you're like looking and you can only see what looks like people's feet. And you hear a like dark noise like a rumbling noise in the background and you can't quite place what it is um your breathing's just so heavy and it's kind of like masking yourself and you see these feet but everything else is just like blackness and then you tilt your head up and it lets you see more and you see the faces of people standing around you in a circle and it's all people that you don't recognize until suddenly you twist your head quickly and you lock eyes with yourself and you look at yourself and you mouth something to yourself but you can't quite make out what it is and then suddenly you hear what sounds like a lever being pulled and then you hear what sounds like a contraption making like a loud bang and whatever you're standing on gives out below you and you go plummeting into this dark hole and as you look down to watch the like plank that you are standing on disappear below you you see four set of red eyes looking up at you and you know that that dark rumbling you heard was actually the growl of some sort of beast and then you're back on the path and um, Delara and or Delora and Johnny Flame are like, Wolf, are you are you all right, man? Like, what's going on? What was that? 
Uh, Johnny Flame actually slaps the totem out of your hand. <laughs> Takes a defensive stance as if he's going to fight it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those totems, uh, we've, we've encountered them in our travels before. They, they, they show us, they show us things that have yet to happen. So I'm, I'm going to keep this and maybe try and analyze it further later. But I'm. Delora I'm, looks like. All right. Delora looks very interested in what you're saying, and she kind of like looks at the smoke or whatever, and she's like, "They, they, they show you things." Yes, visions of sorts. Interesting. And um, as a matter of fact, Mister Flame, one of these visions may have well saved your life. Really? How? How so? Lorcan and I found one in the forest on the island that depicted you falling into a giant hole. The one that you almost fell into when I yelled to you. We wouldn't have known well, about that without that totem. What What was that one? Did it show me falling into a giant hole? No, this one was quite different, but this one, as far as I can tell, only concerns me. So don't worry yourself too much about it. Alright, man, but... And puts it back in his bag. You've got some weird shit going on with you. <laughs> and Johnny Flame just kind of like shakes his head and you guys continue to the uh, kingdom or whatever. And as you get there, um, Shirax is actually waiting outside for Johnny and she like waves him down. And she's like, oh, thank God. Thank God you met her all right. And she looks and sees you and she looks like confused at first, but then like relieved that you're there. And she's like, oh, Wolf, I didn't know. I told Johnny to come and debrief me before we had our meeting i don't have all the files in order yet but i can oh my god i'm where where's my manners my head's all over the place wolf i'm so sorry about about mentor no it's it is all right i i also wanted to come because i wanted to make sure someone else was here to protect delera and i also need to talk to maraxador so it was it was no worries i'm aware that I can't get the information I seek yet. No, of course. And I mean, I can tell you right now, we can talk about it later, but uh, I, I don't have a lot of information. Um, one of my guards that's in charge of they're they're my feet and my eyes on the ground up there. They're the ones that are doing the interviews and stuff like that. Um, he went to the Takari Highlands to interview people because we wanted to talk. Uh, we wanted to talk to, mentor and we wanted to talk to people and they were immediately kicked out and it took them a a good solid day before they could like convince the people of the Taiyosuke monastery that they didn't mean harm and that they were investigating something and finally all they would tell them is that that mentor had been they're investigating wolf and I promise one of my guys is up there right now he's with them and once they're once they're more comfortable letting people in, he's gonna he's gonna figure out what's going on up there. I promise you that. Okay. I'm gonna hang on your words for just a second. That mentor has been, that means it wasn't natural. Uh you see she kinda like looks down to her side and That's all the information I need. Well if I I know we didn't necessarily get off on the right foot, but I I can't tell you how sorry I am. Like, I know you don't necessarily completely trust us or 
our operation. And I, I genuinely don't blame you, but losing losing anybody in this life, it, it's hard. So all, all I can say is I promise we'll figure out what's going on one way or another. Indeed. It is, it is a painful process, but it is also part of the cycle. And then Wolf kind of walks towards the, the palace. Absolutely. Um, I will give you a quick heads up. Uh, Maraxador, the king. Well, and as she's saying this, the like door to the kingdom opens up and Maraxador comes running out with like a couple of nameless guards that you've never seen before. And Maraxador is like, oh my, thank goodness that you are here, Delora. Please tell me that you were able to bring everything. And she's like, yes, I, I, I got everything. It's good to see you, Maraxador. And he's like, it's good to see you too, Delora. And he looks over and sees you and he's like, Wolf, thank you. Thank you so much. I, I can't thank you all enough. Indeed. I have I have a question and a favor for you. Uh, you I see he looks kind of um, kind of pressed and he like looks down at the bag that Delora's carrying and he's like, yeah, yes, absolutely. A question? It shouldn't take much of your time, but do you have the ability to uncurse my sword? Uh, c- can I see it? Uh, Wolf Wolf holds the sword. He pulls it out, but he keeps it firmly in his hands. Uh, okay. Um, so you hold the sword up, and he looks at it, and he's like, "Well, it it looks like a normal enough sword." Oh, oh, never mind. There it is. <laughs> and he like looks at it, like the hilt of it or whatever. Um, and he's like, "Yeah, I mean, it doesn't necessarily look like the." the most complicated is this is this urgent can this wait until i finish with the king are you in danger is the sword gonna hurt you it might not hurt me but it flies away and i can't control where it flies to so <laughs> i would like to get this taken care of as quickly as possible what what do you mean that it flies away make a dexterity saving throw <laughs> uh wolf snaps it back into his hands <laughs> no, no i mean it's gonna make an opportunity attack on you <laughs> oh okay oh boy let's see 14 okay yeah it uh it like swings at you and then like very pitifully tries to fly away and you instantly snatch it down and Maraxador goes "Hmm, I see well um I can I can hang on to it here or if you'd rather hold on to it I can I, I promise you for everything you've done that's the least that I can do I just I really need to get to the king but I, I can absolutely do this for you. I wouldn't recommend holding on to it. I guess I'll hold on to it. Until <laughs> he he looks at it and the sword does that thing that bullies do where they like jerk their head and shoulders forward <laughs> as if they're like trying to get him to fight him. And Maraxador was like, oh goodness. <laughs> and Wolf just very firmly plants that back in the sheath. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you firmly plant it back in there. And Maraxador like, um, like very urgently like nods his head he's like yes yes i can absolutely do this um delora why don't you come with me <laughs> and he's like slowly stepping backwards towards the castle yeah wolf walks away okay um and johnny flames like all right man go go get the boys um and meet me back here and we'll we'll get you all caught up with what they've what they found out okay and shirax nods and she's like we we have found some interesting things so We'll we'll fill you all in once I 
once I debrief with Johnny here. Wolf will uh, just nod and walk towards the meeting place. Dope. And we will cut to Lorcan Brightstrike. Um, Lorcan, you approach the house that you grew up in. Um, you see that it doesn't look very different. Obviously, like age has beaten it down a little bit, but just like your parents with age, just comes more charm. And you see like out back, you see like a tiny little arcane firing range that they had set up for you and the other kids where they would like shoot little fire bolts and stuff like that and um i don't know did you have like maybe you had like a nerf gun or something that you would shoot with them <laughs> and like um or like we had a ball just yeah <laughs> you you would wait till they had their backs turned and you'd throw the ball and pretend that you'd cast it yeah um and yeah but you your dad opens the door and he's like oh Lorcan, i'm i'm so glad you made it home i i don't see you enough you don't come or you don't call anymore well i lost my immersion phone you lost your the one with tetris the one with tetris can't Unbelievable. find it anywhere let me tell you a bird came down and just swooped one right out of my hands one day yeah, that's why we got rid of those damn pigeons. Uh, he looks at you very seriously. He's like, I told you we don't talk about the pigeons. No, you're, you're right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Anyway, so so you can cast magic now. I can. Check this out. And I aim at one of the, the things outside and I cast mm -hmm. Firebolt. Beautiful. You Firebolt the hell out of it. And your dad actually like steps back a little bit. He's like, whoa, you've been... You've already been practicing that, huh? Yeah, it didn't take me long once I learned the basics. And I snapped my knuckles. <laughs> well, I'm I'm very proud of you, Lorcan. Like, I don't know how you did it. Your mother and I were talking about it a little bit last night, but I don't... I, you've, you never were able to cast, and usually it doesn't just come to you, but um, I'm very proud of you. I'm glad... I know how much you wanted that. Uh... He kind of like blushes and he looks away like, yeah, it's, it's nothing. <laughs> um, and he brings you into the house and um, walks you over to like uh, his bedroom. And he's like, I got something in here for you. Let me let me track it down in here. And Remember, as you he's promised like, it's not a bucket of water. I know. I promise there's not a bucket of water in my room. And as you're... Um, as he like opens his door, his closet's right there, and he's like fumbling through it. He's like, I know it's in here somewhere. And you look to your right and it's your bedroom. Um, completely untouched, completely the same. Uh, but the door is propped open just slightly. And you see that your siblings' rooms who are off at school right now, um, your two younger siblings, you see that their doors are also propped open slightly. And then you see your older sister's room uh, way down the hall that hasn't been used in a long, long time, um, but is also slightly propped open. I want to push my door open with mage hand. Uh, you push your door open and a bucket of water falls, and your dad hears the bucket clang against the ground, and he looks at he looks really excitedly, and he sees your mage hand go away, and he looks uh, disappointed and then excited because you cast a spell, but then disappointed again, and he's like, aw. Nice mage hand. Swore, Dad. 
I had my fingers crossed behind my back. I did a perception check and I didn't even see it. <laughs> you must have not beaten a 16. No, I didn't. I didn't. I rolled a 10. <laughs> Fantastic. Excellent. Superb. I don't remember my catchphrase. I think it was superb. I think it was superb. All right, good enough. Here it is. And your dad pulls out a really, like, nondescript oak box. And he looks kind of embarrassed. And he's like, well, I'm going to be honest with you, Lorcan. I... You said you weren't coming around until the holiday season. And I was I was making this for you with your mother's help. Because we, we felt bad that you were never able to cast spells. And it's not finished yet. So I, if you don't want it, you don't need to have it. But... And... He uh, opens the box and you see that it's like a silver bracelet and carved in it, it says Bright Strike. Um, and it's got like little lightning bolts on each side of Bright Strike. And he's like, this is the Bright Strike bracelet. And like I said, what, the idea was you would be able to, it, it has one charge in it per day. Oh. And you'd be able to expend that to cast a spell since you could never cast spells. But it it's still got some kinks in it. You can play with it if you want. Of course, of course. I uh, I take it and I put it right next to my rock friendship, friendship bracelet. That's a nice bracelet you got there. It is. I got it off this cool little island and this, this awesome orc named Rock gave it to me. We're, we're best buds. Ugh. I remember my old days of making buds with orcs on islands, and he just looks whimsically off into the distance. Um, but, yeah, you know, uh, so mechanically, what this bracelet is going to do, basically this was their way of trying to get you to cast spells, but they didn't finish it. So what, yep. the, bright, so what the Bright Strike bracelet does is it's actually going to level up with you slower. Um, for right now, it's in its starter phase, so basically, once a day, you can tell me that you want to use it, and it will cast a free cantrip. So you're going to roll a um, d20, and I'm going to have a list of cantrips. Um, if you roll a 20, it will actually cast a first level spell. So it's going to go to like the next spell slot up. Um, if you cast a nat 1, then there is a hazard and it's going to cast a first level spell of my choosing, not in your favor. <laughs> oh boy. Um, you said once a day? Yeah. But it will, uh, so basically if you're like out of spell slots or you just want to try something interesting and like maybe get a spell that you don't have. Um, yep. But what level are you guys right now? I can't remember. Five. 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 Um, so right now it only casts cantrips. Um, once you hit next level, it will start casting first level spells, and then the 1 and 20 will be second levels. Um, and then you don't know what level you'll need to be at for it to level up again, but that's basically the idea of it. Yeah, so I have it on my wrist, and you know how, like, Ash Ketchum from Pokemon, he'll turn his hat and he'll, he'll do his thing? Mm -hmm. I, uh, I hold out my wrist and I go, I'm a Bright Strike! <laughs> you polish your goggles a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, your dad looks very proud of it uh, on you. And he's like, I know it's I know it's silly, Lorcan, since you can cast spells. But I was just no, so excited. No, this is awesome. For... 
this is awesome, Dad. And I, uh, I give him a hug, but then I, I kind of, like, reach into my pocket, and I want to, like, sketch out a little kick me sign and put it on his back. <laughs> okay, give me a, uh, give me a slight of hand check with advantage, because he's emotional and, uh, giving you a hug. Oh, this is going to be good. Oh, dirty 20. Dirty 20, yeah. So you put it on his back, and, uh, he backs up, and he looks at you, and he's like, uh, I know I said it, but I'm glad I'm glad you're home, Lorcan. Me too. It's good to be back. It's good to, it's be, good back. to be back. But regardless, I, I I haven't seen the neighbors in a while. I gotta go talk to Ted. <laughs> oh, you don't want to come over to Choblin's? I I'm not, I'm gonna go see Choblin, but I told Ted when I came back he owes me ten bucks, and I told him he better have the those ten bucks by the time I get back. Yeah, you can't keep us bright strikes waiting. Time can't is keep- money. Time is money. Let's go. Bright strike away. Ow. Oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and he he leaves and goes next door and you start walking towards um Choblin and in the distance you hear like a very faint like knock on a door. Um and then all of a sudden you hear, "Ow, why'd you kick me, Ted?" <laughs> And that's it. Uh, and so, yeah. So you guys head down to Cobbler Choblin's Cobbler Shop. Man.